afternoon roto bonners what's going on pete davidson here as always on a tuesday getting into the afternoon here i slept in a little bit this morning was up celebrating with a bottle of balvini last night um hopefully you guys had something to celebrate too um and you're listening to this podcast so you, <laughs> you're either drunk on winning week 16 and you just want to keep listening to fantasy football or you're in one of these leagues that plays week 17 and you're in the final, and it's big stuff. So um, that was the uh, the reason for the included uh, intro track. Uh, even though my season is over, and this is really a DFS week for me, uh, I know a lot of you, well, hopefully not a lot of you, but I know some of you are still uh, running down a dream. And I'm uh, not going not to leave you naked this week. we got a waiver wire today. Um, now, it's a different kind of waiver wire because this is a different kind of week. Uh, I've got all the pickups there, and uh, as normal, I'm going to add some stuff throughout the day when I see things to add. But as I say in the waiver wire, week 17 is sort of a different animal. Uh, and I think a lot of the things that happen, uh, happen during the week. And I think it's a week to, yeah, obviously take the, the easy stuff on your waiver wire, and even if it's not something you need, take it away from your opponent so they don't use it against you. Everything that applied strategically last week uh, still applies this week. Um, and as I mentioned in the article, when we get to this week's rankings, uh, they are a de facto waiver wire, right? Because week 17 is the only week remaining. Whatever the matchup is, whatever the value is this week, that is the value. There is no rest of the season. Um, so, you know, what I'm really going to try to do this week is um, I'm going to be playing DFS this weekend um, for sure. Uh, and I'm really excited to only be focused on that. I don't get to do that very often. Uh, really looking to January, uh, forward to January for that same reason, just playing DFS and having some fun, getting some extra sleep. Um, but, you know, I'm going to do, uh, you, know, as, you know, as much as I can with the rankings this week. Now, a lot of it's going to be you know, have no feel for player X, don't know how much they're going to play, and that's going to be the take. And what we're really going to, you know, strive for this week is to have only players in our lineups who we know are going to be getting a full complement of snaps and targets and all that good stuff. Uh, And some of that stuff is going to come out when I do the rankings, like on Friday. Uh, So really, you know, so like I said, attack tonight. If you have a spending advantage, use it get the really important stuff off the waiver wire. We're going to get into that in a second, but understand that some of the things that we think are good moves this week will fizzle as the week goes on. We'll find out that that this guy isn't going to play as much as we thought, or this other guy we didn't think they're going to play, they are going to play. And you end up taking somebody you spent 20 bucks on tonight and putting them back. Uh, We don't know how it's going to shake out, but this is a week to really, basically every day is Tuesday this week, or if if your league does free agency Wednesday, every day is Wednesday. Um, 
and, and just, just keep your head in a swivel because, uh, you know, like the way last week played out with people making waiver pickups on Sunday morning and playing them, it's going to be like that this week, but worse. Okay. So just keep your head in a swivel, long wind up, but basically keep your head in a swivel and, and don't check out just because you get, you, you know, just because you make the top claim tonight, there's going to be more. Um, and let me see here. Um, before we get into the players, couple things. Uh, first of all, the season is now basically over. Uh, this is a user-supported site. I've been hitting it a little bit the last couple weeks, but please, for those of you who enjoyed Rotobon this year, don't go off into the wild blue yonder uh, without making a donation. You know, if you're coming back next year and you want the site to exist next year, we're going to need to pay some bills at the end of the year. So, uh, for those of you who are Rotobonners. Help out the site if you can. Just go to the homepage, to the top page on the right. Uh, got some donations last week. Hopefully, some of you won bowls and will be dropping us a little coin this week. Because hey, man, we got to pay some bills. Um, having said that, uh, a couple other things before we get started here. Um, Ro- the Rotobon podcast and Rotobon site. Like last year, the Rotobon site went quiet in January and February and March. Um, really up until the combine, it was pretty quiet. Probably not going to be the case this year. There's going to be stuff popping up. You're going to see some rookie content. Probably going to see some best ball stuff. There's going to be postseason DFS content. The site is up. It's running well. It's working. And I'm going to use it, baby. So, uh, you know, don't don't go away. If you play DFS and if you're a dynasty person, if you're a best ball person, we're going to have stuff for you throughout the offseason. Um And uh, additionally, I've got some plans for the podcast. So um, really, the Rotobomb Pod's hopefully not going to slow down at all. Uh, Obviously, no waiver wire on Tuesday. um, But as we move uh, through January, uh, those podcasts will be replaced with, uh, uh, you know, rookie stuff mostly but just prospect reports and stuff like that haven't haven't decided exactly how it's going to be packaged but it's going to be some good stuff um i i in, in all honesty i really hope that this is the best uh rookie off season that rotobonds had uh since 2014 um now 2014 i wrote 70 full more than 70 full scouting reports i don't think i'm going to ever be able to do that again i didn't sleep in 2014 but it's it's going to be good um this site is going to keep cranking throughout. Uh, now, as far as Tuesday pickups are concerned, um, let's talk about the quarterbacks. You know, Daniel Jones, Giants versus Eagles, big game. There's going to be a lot of energy in that game. Clearly, the Giants want to go out with a bang. They looked good. Saquon looked good. So Jones now has a lot of ways to score points, right? Saquon in the passing game. You know, Tate, um, Slayton, who's going to be coming off a down week. They'll probably get him involved. Obviously, Sterling Shepard's looking good. Um uh, and they even have Caden Smith worked in, so there's a tight end to throw to. So Daniel Jones, really good play this week. Love, you know, if you're sitting there with a problem at quarterback, if you're a Lamar Jackson team, I think the best move is to go get Daniel Jones. Um, but plenty of guys you can grab after that. Darnold, tough matchup, but the Bills don't really have much to play for. I think the Jets will go down swinging. Uh, Dalton uh, playing against a Browns team that actually looked pretty good. Messing around with the idea of bouncing Dalton down a spot or two. Uh, Minshew versus the Colts is a good play. He's had some floor to his game. Not a lot of ceiling there, but some floor. Uh, Case Keenum's going to start with the injury, the ankle injury to Haskins. So he's a reasonably good play if you're in a bind. Uh, Fitzmagic is got you know he's got the Patriots this week. So I don't like the idea of using Fitzmagic, but certainly if you have to, you can. Uh, Robert Griffin. 
he will give you some foot points. He is going to be RG3. Excuse me, he's going to be Lamar Jackson, um, but he's not Lamar Jackson. And uh, there won't, I, you know, there's not going to be an Ingram on the field. Uh, I don't think teams are going to be honoring the RPO with Griffin running it the way they do with LJ running it. So, you know, Griffin, he's got some floor because he probably will give you five foot points or something like that. But uh, I'd rather use a, an option I like better. Uh, I didn't. I, I I went through the quarterbacks. I don't know if I'm going to be adding any more uh, to the final wire, but I'm going to keep grinding. Uh, and you know, maybe I'll add something. We'll see. All right, moving over to the uh, running backs. Uh, I have Travis Homer at the top, and you know, look, that may be stupid. Maybe they're going to bring in Marshawn Lynch and actually play him this week. It just seems really unrealistic to me that Lynch is going to be ready for more than a handful of carries. Uh, and really, um, you know, I don't know what Seattle's, you know, what their approach is going to be, but it would seem to me that Lynch actually has some real value for them. I mean, he's sort of a plotter at this point, but he's still a violent running back, uh, and he's going to have somewhat fresh legs, I think, once they sort of get him in game shape. Um, but, man, there's, I mean, I don't think, Marshawn Lynch has been out there busting it because he knew he was going to get a chance. I think he's going to, it's going to, I would think, take him a good two weeks or so to get into any kind of game shape. So to me, uh, Turbin, you know, and Marshawn Lynch are going to be just sort of there for a couple touches here and there. I think Homer, unless I'm really missing something, should be the main back for the Hawks this week. He's also the best receiving back they've got. So um, I think, you know, Travis Homer is a guy you can start this week unless something changes. I mean, hey, look, I, maybe I'm stupid. Maybe uh, by the end of the week the Hawks are like, yeah, we're going to give 15 touches to to beast mode. I don't know. We'll have to keep, you know, keep our ears open on this one. But I think Homer's probably going to be in line for 70% of the touches or snaps. Uh, and I think he'll probably be good for, you know, uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten targets, something like that, depending on game flow. And then he'll probably get some, some carries as well. This guy's a, a back with some juice. He's got some quickness and some all around ability. Uh, I, I like Travis Homer. So, uh, you know, that's sort of the way I see that. Now, you could make an argument that Gus Edwards will get most of the carries left behind. I just don't know that, you know, the Steelers aren't going to be able to stuff him, you know, without Jackson in there to, to add that extra element. So I don't know how good Gus Edwards is in this situation. Um, if they decide that they don't want to use Edwards either and they give Justice Hill a lot of work this week, I sort of like Hill more because he's got that explosive factor. Um so, you know, I think Edwards is the first guy to pick up. Hill's the second. If you've got room for both, you could do that and then play whichever one's going to start. It should be Edwards. Um, but, you know, the the thing we don't really know is how injured is Ingram. If the Ingram thing is something where they're like, you know, we don't know Ingram's going to be healthy when we come off of our bye. If they're not sure about that, out of an abundance of caution, they may hold out Edwards too. So that's something that will play out throughout the week. I'm speculating on this, obviously. Everybody else is acting like Edwards is going to get all the juice, and they're probably right, okay? Uh, on Johnson looked okay. Um, he'll probably get more carries this week. I could see him getting his usual, you know, 15 or so touches in a game like this. The Packers are weak against the run. Uh, so you can make a good argument that Edwards is the safe guy to pick up. Um, and I wouldn't really give you much of a problem with that, particularly if your league is not PPR. Uh, obviously, Carrion can do some some stuff in the in the receiving game. They just tend to not give him much. So, you know, we're we're, we're at the mercy of Patricia and company on this whole thing. Um, DeAndre Washington is a guy to add if he's there, because if they opt to not play Jacobs, you've got a great start. Obviously, if you're a Jacobs team and he's out there, you add him, and you know you'll have the starter. That one's easy. Um, 
Rex Burkhead looks really good. Um, obviously, you guys know I'm a big, huge fan of Burkhead. Uh, the reason for pessimism here is that they can beat the Dolphins without him, and they need Burkhead in the big games. So Burkhead, you know, it, it, it'll be interesting to see what the Patriots do here. Keep your head on a swivel. For all we know, they're going to deactivate Burkhead. They'll deactivate um, one of the other backs, and it could be a big Damian Harris week or something like that. So Damian Harris is a guy maybe we end up picking up later in the week, depending on how this thing breaks. Uh, if you're in a super deep league and, and none of these guys are, are available, but Damian Harris is, uh, maybe you stash Harris and, and see if it, it becomes a thing later in the week. Harris could be anything from uh, not active to being the main back, for all we know. Uh, I'm just sort of thinking out loud here. Um Jalen Samuels, Benny Snell, we'll find out more as the week progresses. I don't think Connor's going to play. This is a big game for them. Game script leans to Samuels versus Snell. So I'm on Samuels, particularly if it's PPR. Uh, Patrick Laird with the injury to Gaskin. Laird could be like the primary back for the Dolphins this week um, in a game where the game script should get away from them. Uh, Laird could be catching four, five, six, seven passes this week. So he's got some PPR applications. Uh, Deion Lewis is there. Really, I mean, I think Henry was close to playing last week, so he's probably going to play this week. Um, and you know, and Deion Lewis would then be not an attractive start. But if you're a Henry team and Lewis is still out there for the taking, add him just in case. And now you've got your posterior covered. Uh, the 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 Viking situation is one to keep tabs on. I mean, Amir Abdullah suddenly could be a pickup if Madison suddenly gets healthy. He was close last week. Maybe he becomes a pickup. Uh, I you know I assume they're going to hold Dalvin Cook out, uh, and somebody's going to be a cheap pickup here. Uh, obviously, uh, Boone is less of an interesting pickup now, but you know, if for some reason they say he's going to start again, he could be an option too. So uh, really just keep your head on a swivel with these uh, Vikings backs. One of them probably is going to be a back to own, and we'll find out who it's going to be uh, throughout the course of the week. Um, Chris Thompson's a guy I'm probably going to add to the later wire, waiver wire. I'm just going to check that he made it through the week healthy. He would have some PPR applications. And there really isn't a whole lot else out there. Uh, I will scour, and if there's something I missed, certainly there could be. I did not get a lot of sleep last night. Um, I will add it to the final wire so you guys can jump on it uh, when you're making your bids. Uh, but that's about it for the backs. Let's, uh, let's jump over and take a look at the receivers. Uh, and, you know, this is actually a, a place where there's a lot to like. Um, you know, Beasley, Stills, Watson, Greg Ward, Conley. Uh, I mean, these guys are all really strong, um, you know, flex or wide receiver three kind of options. I would have no problem putting any of these guys in my lineup in a big game uh, as my third receiver. Uh, if you need to go a little bit further down the list, Deontay obviously has looked really good the last couple weeks, but his matchup is tough. And, you know, winning a tough matchup like this without a quarterback that's a tall order. So, I mean, Deontay, I think, is flex level. Hunter Renfro, obviously, uh, coming off a huge game, um, should be getting the same level of usage, but he's going against a Bronco team that does have an outstanding slot corner. So, you know, Hunter Renfro in a PPR, sure, uh, but, you know, Chris Harris Jr. may be all over him this week, uh, and that could be a problem. John Ross, same kind of thing where you've got him going up against the Browns' corners. That's a problem, but his usage is really good. Big-time targets last week. No reason why they wouldn't use him a ton this week. Um, so as long as you can stomach the bad matchup, I think Ross is a player you can use as a flex. Uh, Steven Sims, just the guy's making plays. They're giving him you know end-arounds and all kinds of different types of usage. Uh, in a game against Dallas where Washington's going to be playing loose, um, Sims, I think, as a flex is pretty good business. If 
you want something that's a little bit safer, uh, you know, Tajay Sharp would be a, a good option there. The only thing with Sharp is if uh, Corey Davis gets out of the concussion protocol, um, Sharp's role could be diminished. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, usually, uh, that doesn't happen on a, on, a, on a week on one week, uh, but. Um, you know, I think Sharp's an excellent move in a really deep league if you have Davis, because now you know you'll have the starter. Um, and but but I think Sharp in in PPR leagues, you know, mid-sized PPR leagues, he could be a really good play this weekend. Um, just make sure you're keeping tabs on Davis's status if you try to pull that off. Uh, you know, in Kill Harry, uh, obviously. Uh, a little bit risky. I think he's a move for deeper leagues, and you know we'll have to sort of see how the week plays out. Um, but depend if the you know if the Patriots are you know say they rest, you know Edelman and Sanu suddenly Sharp becomes a great play. So I think he's a guy to add and then maybe to play. Uh, excuse me, I, I, I meant Harry, not Sharp. Um, Alan Lazard uh, for deep leaguers, but I think look he's becoming the second receiver on the Packers. Um, next week you've got a shadow situation um, with Darius Slay. Now I don't think Slay can shut down Devonte Adams. Um, I mean I really don't. You, you mean, you're going to want to play Adams, uh, but he he could lower Adams' target count enough to make Lazard a factor as a flex. And I think in a deep league that's worth noting. Uh, I will probably add two or three more receivers. Um, uh, to the final waiver wire, uh, so, so keep an eye open on that. Um, and let's, um, you know, actually, hang on. Let, let me see if we can find a couple more. T- uh, excuse me, a couple more um, receivers. You know, one guy to keep tabs on, I guess, would be Amendola, even though he didn't do much last week. The, the problem for Amendola is that quarterback is bad. Um, but let, let, let's actually let's jump down and uh, let's hit the tight ends. And who knows? Maybe we can actually get out of here. Uh, you know, in uh, under twenty-five minutes. Wouldn't that be nice? Okay, so tight ends. Um, I added Tyler Higby just because uh, I was looking at ESPN's waiver wire. They have him under 50% owned on ESPN.com. So there's places where this guy is somehow available. Makes absolutely no sense. But obviously, if you can add Tyler Higby for your championship game, you would want to do that. He's playing like a monster. Um, Similarly, Dallas Goddard. Owned in more than 50% of Yahoo leagues, but available in a good deal of them. And when you look at the situation with Ertz, where he's either going to be playing at well under 100% or maybe not even playing at all, uh, Goddard is in tremendous tremendous position this weekend against a giant team that doesn't stop the position very well um now more most likely you can't get either one of those guys uh, i think janu smith is the way to go uh just because um you know with Corey davis probably out there looking for places to throw the ball they've been aggressive with him when they use him they try to get big plays going texans are a team you can score with tight ends so i think you know if you can't get higby and then you can't get goddard janu smith is a good way to go um after that, you know, Gasecki is playing great, but he does have a tough matchup with the Patriots, so he's down on the list, but certainly viable. He's getting the use. Uh, O.J. Howard also, strong usage now, very viable. Uh, Noah Fant, want to make sure he's healthy. He's the least healthy of all these options, uh, but he's got a good matchup with the Raiders. And then if none of that other stuff works out, Caden Smith is a good add. Giants at Eagles, he, you know, he's definitely got some TD equity there. Um, I went through the tight ends looking for more people before I recorded this. Didn't find a whole lot. Lot that I liked Jimmy Graham if you're really desperate uh, but I will be grinding this if I can find some more tight ends uh, for the final waiver wire I'll include them and then obviously a tight end uh, as I've been saying um, 
when I do the rankings this week, I will definitely make some notations for guys who look like good streamers when I really go through these matchups and I find out where the injuries are and maybe where we've got some some sneaky good plays. Uh, we may have uh, one or two of those as well. Um, so that's pretty much it for you know guys who are obvious uh, to pick up right now. Like I said, if I, I, I definitely, you know, I spent a couple hours on this this morning when I woke up, but usually somebody slips through the cracks here or there. I'll be reading some other waiver wires, maybe some, some of the fine folks in our industry, like John Daigle will give me an idea or two that I didn't have uh, when I recorded this. Um, so, you know, I'll be looking everywhere, trying to come up with anything that might have slipped through the cracks. Um, I want to make sure you guys are making well-informed bids and claims tonight. Um... So, that, you know, that's about it for the players. Uh, again, uh, if you've not donated to Rotobon and if you're a regular user, um, you know, we need you folks. So please, you know, obviously I'm not, <laughs> don't don't send money you don't have, but, you know, help out if you can. Um, again, go to rotobon.com on the homepage. You'll see the donate uh, button in the upper right. Um, I'd like to give a shout out uh, to John Bosch for catching me in the uh, Fantasy Philanthropist League. It's a best ball league and, you know, some folks in that league make trades I don't trade in best ball. So my team was dying. Uh, I was way out in front, had a bunch of injuries. John went out, made a bunch of trades in the last couple uh, weeks, picked up like Ryan Fitzpatrick. and So he had a full lineup, and uh, he caught me from behind. Uh, so congratulations to John. Uh, maybe maybe next year will be my year. I keep getting caught from behind in this league. Uh, but you know, look, it's a best ball league, and in best ball, I don't make trades. That's the reason I play best ball. Uh, so I lost that one, and I did lose... Um, the Beantown Brawl League to, to Jimmy Hackett. Congratulations to Hack. Um, he had a good team in that league. I was able to exact some revenge, though, because I, I did manage to win uh, the Midtown League, which was my fourth consecutive. So that was huge. Felt really good about that. And I, I, I managed to... Uh, I, I really thought Leo Pasiga had me in Mike Tagliere's uh, Lights Out League, but I was able to repeat in that league. So that felt really good. Tough 14-team league. Uh, I'd like to send a personal thank you to Christian McCaffrey and to Michael Thomas, to George Kittle, uh, and to Carson Wentz. You were the guys who really sort of yanked me out of the fire in that league. Uh, feels really good. So I had, I had, I had a good weekend. Uh, I, I definitely had something to celebrate last night. Um, it's nice to, you know, to leave, to leave the year on a positive note. I honestly thought I might go 0 for 4 on that thing. Uh, so it was nice to get something. I hope some of you guys won some week 16s and now you're going for those week 17 leagues so good luck with your week 17 leagues if you can please lobby your commissioner to play week 16 next year it's so much better uh, but that's not something i want you guys to think about too much right now go get that hardware it's out there make some good quality bids tonight uh, i will be back i'll be back probably on friday um with a starts article on WEI and lineup rankings for Week 17, Jimmy Hackett and I will do our uh, Friday afternoon podcast where we're going to have some fun this week because there's not a lot to talk about. Um, and that's that's going to do it. Um, so once again, uh, for those of you who haven't donated, please do. For those of you who are grinding for that Week 17 glory, please let me know if there's anything I can help. I will be on Twitter throughout the day. If you have a question about a bid you need to make, please go ahead, send me a tweet. I'll do the best I can for you. Uh, and for the rest, uh, as I said um, on Sunday morning, thanks for taking this wild ride with Rotobon all year. Um, it's been crazy. We've done uh, well over 50 podcasts uh, this season, and uh, that's 
from when we re rebooted the pod back in uh, July. Uh, we've had over 10,000 downloads, well over 10,000 at this point. So uh, that's exciting for me to know that you guys are into it. Uh, it's really been cool that we've had so many listeners the last couple weeks as fantasy's been grinding down. Um, so, you know, thanks to you guys. Thanks for, you know, for anybody who's done retweeting. Thanks. I really appreciate them. Keep doing it. The more retweets we can get, the better. It's good for the site. Um, and for those of you who have donated, a huge thank you to you guys. Um, and again, good luck to anybody playing this week. Go get them tonight.